This podcast is sponsored by Bark Buddies. Bark Buddies provides premium quality, durable, fun, and safe toys for all breeds and sizes at an affordable cost. For 15% off your next order, use code ERPBROTHERSINTANK. All orders over $50 receive free shipping. Dogcast. This podcast dives deep into the reality of being a dog owner. Through our own personal encounters as dog parents, our jobs provide you guys knowledge on how to make the most of your dog experiences. Our goal is to supply you with knowledge, but also be the voice of dogs in need. What's up, dogs? My name's Andrea, and this is Allie. What's up, dogs? Okay, so today's topic is going to be leash training. Okay, so basically how we're going to break this down is I'm going to give my personal experience with leash training and then Andrea's going to give her experience with leash training and we're going to kind of compare them, if that makes any sense, because I know mine was a lot different than hers. Also, she had two, so that kind of made a difference. Okay, so for my leash training, I started the boys really young. I actually started putting collars and leashes on them like inside of my apartment so they could get accustomed to having a leash on them and having a collar on them because... I don't know about you, but Dick and Lombardi hated the feelings of yeah. collars on their necks, and they would scratch at it. Same here, because yeah, it was a bunch of itching and yeah, used and to I that, literally yeah. thought they had ticks. Yeah, same, <laughs> same. But it did help, and I would start walking them around my apartment with the leash on, and then once they were old enough to go outside and have their vaccinations, we started going for longer walks, and I always use reinforcement. And always talk to them so kind of had their attention on me and every single time that they would do something that I liked I'd reinforce their good behavior how old were they when you actually started like really training you'd say like going ham I mean I started with Ditka ham right when he came and yeah Ditka was five weeks when yeah five he came weeks to old. Me. so with Lombardi eight weeks Ditka five weeks and ever since then I've gone ham on their training and you used a collar right you didn't use a harness I don't remember what you had. I never used a harness until recently, recently. Dicka got a harness yeah. but I've always done collars I did that slip lead for yes. the longest oh time my gosh, yes um basically but can I explain the, it yeah basically the slip lead is like a leash how do you explain it it so just it, like tightens yeah so they if they pull. pull it tightens yeah and it's I guess it would be a safer alternative than a prong. Yes. I could be wrong. Yeah. Like, Nobody hates. Incorrect. Yeah. But it is something that the trainer gave to me, and I absolutely loved it, honestly. Yeah, I went and got one, too, because they're great. So, yeah. That's something I think I wish I would have had earlier. I think that could have really helped me, but yeah. I didn't. But I feel like leash training for me was way harder than off-leash training, just because okay. yeah. the boys did not like the leash or collar on them for the yeah. longest time. Like, they yeah. would go crazy. Yeah. Especially together, Ditka likes holding the leash, and that was <laughs> a really big setback in How the training How do you walk process. two of them at the same time? I've never asked you so, that. So, okay, so honestly, even right now, still to this point, yeah. usually I will walk Ditka, and Ditka will walk Lombardi. Oh. <laughs> so, like, Ditka literally holds Lombardi's leash. Like, do they not tangle no, they've never tangled. Really? Okay, only... I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, if I got another one, tank would be so bad. So there's been a few times, uh, like when they see their best friend that lives across the okay, street. Okay, yeah, they'll go berserk. They go berserk, and 
now, I guess now they don't go as berserk because they know I'll get on to them. Yeah. But their leashes have tangled a few times. Yeah. Usually, though, if I know <laughs> that their friend is coming out and they're going to play, I usually let go of their leashes. Okay. Just because I know they're going to be going to... Yeah, but if you your know, dog is very flight risk, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, no. If your dog is flight risk and you don't have control on your dog, definitely don't do that. Yeah. My dogs have really good recall. Yeah. And they know when I'm mad, so <laughs> they would never just not do something I don't want them to. So how old was Tank when you started leash training him? Um, I'd say once he was vaccinated is when I really like went ham. I'm probably repeating this, but I think I've mentioned like when he was a baby, I gave him like a ton of freedom, like off leash. So mm-hmm. he kind of knew to follow me. Yeah. And if anyone like knows me personally, they know that I like kind of like worked my ass off at this. <laughs> so like don't think this is going to like come like super easy because honestly, I worked really hard on it and it took like forever, but when he was a baby, I would leash him up and just kind of take him on like a short walk and I'd bring literally a Ziploc bag of food and I would just reward him and kind of like tempt him to go forward. He like would cry kind of in the beginning when he was yeah. super little because he didn't want to go forward and just like I'm sure a lot of other people have experienced that, but I just kind of rewarded him and every single time we went on a walk every single morning, I just brought a bag of food and anytime he was walking really well, I fed him and it honestly just worked out really well and he just figured it out and then eventually I just taught him heel I don't know how I really taught that I'm not gonna lie I just kind of like yanked on him whenever he stopped I would just command heel and then he figured that out like when he was like 12 weeks old would so you that reward was him whenever you would push back on him and he would stop yeah once he kind of slowed down then I would like say the word and then I would reward him and then he would kind of figure it he really picked up on that fast I don't really know yeah. how <laughs> but yeah and one other thing I think that I didn't know and I wish I would have known was when Tank was super little, like right after he was vaccinated and I was taking him out, I had him in a harness and he just apparently hated it. I didn't know he hated it, but he did. And I think that was like kind of preventing him from wanting to walk because I think the harness freaked him out a little and he wasn't like a huge fan of it, so. Yeah, I remember one day Lombardi picked up Tank with his harness. (laughs) That could be one reason why he has PTSD from his harness. (laughs) But yeah, anyway, so the day it clicked for him was the day I put a collar on him, honestly. Once I got rid of the harness and put on a collar, he actually kind of gave a tiny shit about walking. But I don't know. I wouldn't say like he was really like trained until March. I would say like two months ago. So probably like four months old-ish. Yeah, maybe five. I definitely like for me, it was the same thing. The boys learned how to walk off leash like perfectly but on leash yeah. it's been a struggle yeah we'll probably do a whole nother episode on like off leash and like anti-flight risk things because we both got really lucky with that we yeah, did that was we like a big did. fear of mine it and, was a big fear of mine too yeah. but with our other dane we i always wanted a dane that does off leash yeah so. and it's just you know recall is a hundred percent yeah i'm glad i was lucky enough with the boys to have that yeah same i agree so you said you gave him food so did you not do treats so when we were walking i literally would take a portion out of his meal i'd say i wouldn't like overfeed him but like so if i was feeding him a certain amount of cups a day i would like take part of his cup out and put it in his ziploc bag and then kind of like hand feed him Mm -hmm. as we're walking so then he was still getting obviously the food he needs i wasn't overfeeding him but 
Also, I kind of figured out when he was hungry, he was more motivated to walk. And yeah, so basically that's what worked for me. I just did that twice a day, every single day for like five months. How how far would you walk? Because I know um, you're not supposed to overwalk. Them. I'd say around like my apartment complex. So go like 0.3 miles, I think it was on yeah. his collar. Yeah. So like 0.3 miles, super easy and nothing that's going to make him like not uninterested. But just like I would walk... He would walk good. I would hand him a treat. And also, I kind of taught him, like, I would. I don't even know what I would say. I would just, like, have, like, a keyword. Like, when he was doing something good, I would just reward him. And he knew just, like, to look up at me. Mm-hmm. And I would just feed him. And then he just figured it out. But, yeah. Does he make eye contact with yeah, you? Yeah. We, honestly, he could do better at that. When he was a baby, I was kind of strict on that. And I don't really do that much anymore. But, yeah, yeah. Just kind of, like, a keyword that, like, got their attention and knew, like, that it was a positive, a positive command, I guess. Or what's the word? Positive reinforcement yeah just yeah. positive reinforcement to where he knew he was doing right but so yeah with public walking i saw that today you oh, took him gosh. to lowe's how does he do at lowe's okay so here's my thing i think i know your dogs are really good in public i've seen yeah. your dogs in public and i know they're a lot better than probably tank is but tank does really well if it's not filled with like bones <laughs> and dog oh. toys but pet store he'll go apeshit and like go crazy but if i take him to like lowe's and there's no other dogs it's just people he just vibes so it's like yeah. i don't know that's the thing for him i haven't really like worked with him though how did you work with your dogs to not go psycho and like petco so i had to do it different like i trained them at different times obviously yeah but he um they've always been like didka does anything that i want him to do and didka is way better than lombardi is because sometimes lombardi will kind of want someone to pet him he won't go up to yeah. him but he'll literally give him the oh my god stare. that's tank literally anyone we walk by he's like oh my god pet me it's yeah. so bad. i don't know how to fix that i really don't but they're they're both really good i did a lot of reinforcement with them and recall yeah. um i also did the same thing as you taking food portions out of their food yeah uh lombardi is more food driven Ditka's not yeah. so <laughs> Finding a way to train Ditka was really difficult just because... He's not motivated. Yeah, he's not like at all. That's hard. I know. So Ditka, he likes being praised. So he likes being told that he's doing good. Yeah, that's good. And I feel like that's how it's been easier to train Ditka because I don't have to whip out dog food yeah that's he good. just wants, wants to be, like, to be so good. good yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome um but they've always been really good at I started at a really young age um doing like public socialization and public training yeah. right when they were vaccinated yeah. it was over with i was taking them absolutely everywhere in the car walking not too far walking um but i just took them everywhere and i think that's what got them accustomed and not just like wanting to go psychopath yeah that's yeah. must be nice <laughs> so is tank reactive when he sees people or dogs i'd say what i think drives me crazy i don't know i don't want to like call anyone out but like when you're in i'd say a public place and someone comes up to you and they you're just like trying to get your dog to focus you know what i mean and they come up or like stick a hand out and i'm just like oh my gosh and i like don't want to be rude i'm like oh yeah they're like what's his name i'm like tank you know that's the only time i think he just like loses his focus but if i kind of like work with him and he's being rewarded then i think he won't but Mm -hmm. he's very easily distracted he is six months old so you know he's kind of not the best at that but i'd say with dogs the thing is when i see a dog i just tell him to sit down and then i let the dog pass and then i keep going so yeah so he's not react so he's more reactive to people than he is i'd say he's reactive to someone going like oh yeah someone with like a high-pitched voice voice. yeah Yeah, and it's over it's over (laughs) game over but like 
So yeah, if you're listening, don't be that person that's like, oh my god, your dog is so cute, because it's like, oh my god, yeah, no, it's start over. Because that's how I praise Ditka. Yeah. Whenever, so whenever people come up and they're baby talking yeah, to him, same. he thinks it's that so hard. And I know. Just like don't want to be rude because they're just being so nice, and I'm like, ah, yeah. Or so like hard. a nickname that he's been getting right now. Ali calls him Horsey. So whenever <laughs> people see him in public, they call him a Horsey, and he automatically thinks, oh my god, they oh want to pet me. Horse, that's me. Yeah. yeah. So in your opinion, what is a common mistake you think people make with leash training in general? Okay, so I feel like when people have their dogs pulling, they kind of tend to not think it's that big of a deal. Agreed. And then they just don't know they how. They brush it off. Yeah, yeah, they brush it off and then the dog gets worse and worse and worse. Yeah. I feel like the first time that dog pulls yes, it needs facts, to have facts seriously because i see so many people walking their dogs especially around here remember we yes. saw that one guy yeah. there's this one guy if you're listening to this sorry, awkward but every single day i watch him walk his pit bull out yeah which i have nothing against pit bulls but the pit bull has full control of this man yeah he is walking the man yeah and it's really really bad it's and he just scene. he doesn't you know he praises the dog like whenever she goes potty never gets mad at her for pulling but this man one day is Oof. going to fall over and the dog's gonna get hit by a car because it the dog <laughs> the dog has no the dog has no control yeah. and i've seen like him lose control of the dogs multiple times because his dog came and ran up to Ditka. yeah that's not and good. now Ditka is terrified of pit bulls oh gosh um but i just feel like people brush off pulling okay i'm gonna kind of like jump off of that i'd say my biggest thing is people don't start early enough i think yeah i feel like people don't know when the right time to no start they is. don't i think if you, i was to start with tank now at six months old it would be an absolute shit show oh like my god yes same here i just like he can pull now my dog's so like, way way more than oh I yeah do. i can't imagine for you Over but with. like yeah that's crazy you definitely have to start early but like for tank like now he can like kind of pull me but when he was like a baby he couldn't do anything to me <laughs> like literally couldn't do yeah. anything i think just starting early like i cannot imagine like he would be like a terror right now if i hadn't have done that so well and i think so whenever i did research on leash training yeah literally it says that it's easier to train an adult than it is a puppy really well i don't agree with that i don't either because i feel like you have to start positive training i guess with a dog like the dog should know what's right or wrong before it's an adult okay so here's my question for you what if you get your dog at like one what do you think the approach is or like two or something and they just aren't I feel Good. like a dog is more calm, depending on the breed. Yes. Yeah. Because I feel like labs don't calm down until they're like, like six. I mean, I, I mean, like 10. To I be don't honest. know. A cookie calmed yeah. down whenever she was like 16. Yeah. <laughs> and she still has bursts of energy. Yeah. Like this morning, she ate all of Lombardi's food. Oh, so good. I feel like, I feel like it depends on the breed. Yeah, agreed. But I feel like you have, I mean, if you're adopting a dog at an older age, you definitely have to put more time into it. I agree, but I feel like it really does just depend on the dog. It depends on the owner. I don't even it think does. it depends. You're so right. I don't even think you know I don't even think it depends. I don't even think it depends on the dog anymore. Yeah, it depends it on the owner. I agree. Because how many people are gonna put their time and effort to training their dogs? Yeah, no, it's all responsibility. Yeah. To be completely honest. Because like, I mean I could have two douche bags yeah. and they could be ruling my life, but yeah. I train them. Yeah, you train them. So I feel like it's on the person. My dog isn't gonna train himself. That's very true. I don't think there's bad dogs out there. I just think there's bad, bad owners. owners. No, yeah. I completely agree. 
Okay, we're going to wrap up this topic because we have a super amazing Spotlight Pub of the Week that we actually got to meet in person, and I literally wanted to cry because he was... I did cry, actually. Yes. What am we, I even we, saying? We, we both, both sobbed. Cried. We went to the shelter, and we got to see him, and he was literally the cutest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. So he doesn't have a name, but we did name him something. So, Andrea, what's, what's his name? So, his name is Nacho. <laughs> Um, he is from Halton City Animal Services. So it's an animal shelter in Halton City. Okay, tell me a little bit about Nacho. So Nacho is a Chihuahua. Well, he's a Chihuahua mix. He has a short coat. We kind of think he has some Jack Russell in him. We he don't does, really know. Because even whenever we walked in, they kept on telling us a terrier, and there is absolutely no terrier terriers. There. Yeah, but then if you like look at him, we don't really know. He but he kind of looks cute. like he's got some wiener in him. Yeah, and <laughs> he's some, just cute. He's just long. He's a little and meaty cute. guy. Yeah, and he's got some. It, he he has some knuckling going on in his stance, and he looks like he just. I just want to squeeze him. He, I definitely <laughs> got so squeezable cute. vibes from him. Yes. <laughs> he has a huge personality, which is something that really stole our hearts. So he is white and red. He's not neutered, and he is a male. He's not neutered? No. Oh, my God. A lot a of king. the dogs there were not neutered. What a king. His age is unknown, but I feel like he's around... I'd say he's like six. I feel like younger. I feel really? like he's at least like four or five. He's freaking cute. He's really cute. And yeah. I think he would do best in a single house. Think of like a nice spunky couple. Yeah, nice. Or an older couple. Ooh, yes. Yeah, I would that, definitely get this Mr. Nacho. Like my, yeah. my grandma yes yeah. this is like the ultimate lap dog and literally oh, yeah. he just looks like his name's nacho like you and just look at him you're like i feel like he's a good guard dog oh yeah i would be scared yeah of nacho. nacho could take me down any day we have some really cute videos of nacho yeah. too Ooh. and i just think nacho needs a home he's He's just so fucking cute. <laughs> like, honestly, he's the cutest thing. If you haven't seen pictures, please go look because... Actually, go look at the videos we took because I was, like, unconscious looking at him because he was so it cute. It was so cute, yeah. He is seriously so cute. He's been there for a couple weeks now, and yeah, I don't know why because... He's I don't just, either. He's just I, a I hunk of love. We also <laughs> did go to a shelter that was in a lower-income area. Yeah. So I don't know if that's a reason why he's been in there for so long. Our reason behind this is because our local shelters that are next to us are surrounded by very high income cities so those dogs usually get adopted out within the week so ali and i wanted to go to a shelter that we knew didn't have as much traffic and that's where we found nacho so we want to give nacho the same opportunity that the dogs in our shelters around us would get and that is a forever home and Nacho's from the Dallas-Fort Worth area, so if you're in that area, honestly, if you're from Texas in general, he's pretty close to you. Even though Texas is freaking giant, you know, make the drive. Make the we'll drive. make the drive for you. Yes, we'll you know, meet you halfway. We will. Maybe even drive. I'll drive the whole damn thing. If you I want will Nacho, too. Yeah. I, we will get in the DM car. Us, DM us, and we will drive to you. <laughs> so the shelter information is going to be Haltom City Animal Services. And their email is policeanimalservices at haltomcitytexas.com. All of this information is in the description of the podcast. If you're interested, you can go look there. We're going to wrap it up for today's episode. And if you want to listen next week, tune in next Monday for our fourth episode. Yes. Wow, we're balling. <laughs> Peace, Peace out, dogs. dogs. See you next Monday. Woo.